All right. Well, welcome to our podcast here at Wellspring. Uh, so we do a couple of different podcasts. We do this one that's conversations with Pastor Chuck, but also we do the Sunday morning uh, messages uh, on our podcast. And so you can listen to that while we're preaching through the book of Acts. Uh, and so the conversations that we're having now with Caleb and I uh, are really more of a furtherance, a little deeper discussion mm-hmm. of, uh, of the message on Sunday. Then we'll also throw in some other uh, podcasts as well. So if you're not subscribing to our podcast, you can go to any podcast platform uh, and do that. You can go to uh, Apple Podcasts or you can go to Spotify. Uh, does Anchor, any, any of those, I don't know if Anchor Pretty much has any one platform that you're familiar with um, will have our podcast on there. Um, and so then you can set your alerts. And so anytime that we publish our podcast, uh, you can be one of the early listeners uh, to that. And so, uh, so we would love for you to, uh, we'd love for you to join our podcast. Listen, uh, you can also watch us on Facebook Live. And so, uh, so if you're watching this on Facebook Live, we would love for you to share this right now. Just go down to the bottom and click share. Uh, you can create a watch party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the more exposure that we can have of getting the gospel out, especially today uh, when our social feeds and our news and everything is so inundated with such controversy. Right. Uh, and so what we want to talk about today uh, really is about dads. And that's what I talked about some on Sunday. And so you being a son, but mm-hmm. not being a dad yet, uh, what, what stood out to you Sunday? Um, it was really when you were talking about how, you know, fathers um, really need to lead in terms of, you know, being a leader in worship that their family can observe, but also a leader in the home that is pointing uh, to Christ and things. And I was thinking about, um, you know, different ways that my dad helps do that. And the one that really stands out to me was even before I knew how to read, um, whenever we were riding in the car going anywhere, uh, my dad would tell us Bible stories yeah. and he would just start in Genesis and he worked his way through the whole Bible, just telling us all the different stories. And so I can remember, you know, going into, we still did Sunday school back then going in and be like, Oh, I know this story because yeah. like my dad's already taught it to me. And just, you know, that kind of foundation. And, and it was also really exciting because we would get in the car and I think that's where, you know, I first got my love for scripture was we would get in the car and all I wanted, like, I didn't want to listen to the radio or music or anything. I was like, tell us another Bible story. Um, I I don't know what this says for my children or the way that I taught my kids the Bible, but I used to make up songs (laughs) and sing, and then we would sing songs about the Bible. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think when, when like you had a great model for that, uh, I think, unfortunately, we don't have tons of great models today right uh because dads dads do make a difference uh and when that influence of a dad is threatened you know as as we see is happening today not not just in the today uh summer of 2020 the culture today is really really challenging right um but i mean when you get back to the norms and again i don't uh, you played baseball growing mm-hmm. up and, and baseball is a great sport there's nothing wrong with it but when baseball, when dads paint the picture that baseball is the most important thing right now, and let's do this and let's travel, let's stay in hotel rooms on Friday and Saturday nights and do the, dads aren't intentionally saying the scripture is not important or church is not important, Right. but we're inadvertently teaching our kids that. I think that's another good example of, you know, my dad just being that really great uh, role model to go after because... I remember even like 
middle school baseball is where, you know, it first starts to get real. Right. Um, and my dad was like, listen, like Wednesday practice, like you have to leave early because you have to be able to get home, eat some dinner, shower because we're going to church. Um, and I remember him telling me, like, I had to go talk to my coach about that. And my coach was like, okay, but, like, if you're, if you're leaving early, like, you're going to have to either work a little more on Tuesday or a little more on Thursday to make up for it. Yeah. But it was like, like if that's what I have to do to, to get out of practice Wednesday, well, it's, it's Meredith played do. travel softball. Mm-hmm. And so travel softball, they would play Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And so I would tell her coaches, look, she can't play on Sunday. And so coaches would say, well, just let her spend the night with us, and then we'll take – and that way y'all don't have to come to the games. No, 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 no. It's not about me not being able to be there because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a Christian father, and I want my children to know the importance of gathered worship. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to inadvertently give the wrong impression that I don't want my daughter playing because I can't be there. My daughter can't be there because there's something more important. And so I I just think that if we're not careful, our influence as a dad gets – pulled away we get pulled in the wrong areas and dads can also have bad influence when it's like not just church on sunday but it's like my world revolves around my job Mm -hmm. and so we inadvertently if we're not careful we inadvertently paint the picture to our kids that my job my income is more important than anything else and and gosh i'm a dad with four kids and Man, money is grabbed at every, at every available opportunity that it can be. <laughs> and it's like, it's important. But really, our worship of God is more important. And if we as dads could really paint that picture, uh, because, and what I talked about Sunday was that that was threatened mm-hmm. um, the, because the, the followers of the way. And so they worshiped, and these dads were leading their entire families to follow Christ, but now... Saul came and was threatening that. And so he came to Damascus and was threatening that. And it said that he was coming after the people of the way. The way is Christians, right. the followers of Christ. And as they're being threatened, this is time for dads to step up. And gosh, man, we are in a society in a time mm-hmm. today that, man, everything that we know is being threatened. And so it's, it's time for dads to really step up. You said this on Sunday, and and I wrote it down because I thought it was so vital. Um, Your quote was, your example, talking to fathers, will lead to or away from Jesus. That's right. It's either you're leading to Jesus, you're leading your family to Jesus, or you're leading away. You know, I think of, you know, there's no, there's no riding the fence in this equation. I really wish, I really wish that there was a fence to ride. Right. (laughs) But there's not. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you brought up the statistics of, you know, a father in the household taking the family to church and right. you know, the whole family being in church together and how important that is for children to see that example. And then you had yeah. the statistics talking about the effects as children got into adulthood, you know, I don't remember the exact one, but it was, you know, close to 50% if, if the family came together and worshiped right. on Sundays, but it was really, really low if there wasn't that. Yeah. When dad's not present and it's just mom taking them to church, it's less than 3%. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's like, not that moms aren't important. It's like, gosh, thank you for the 3%. Absolutely. But it's just really to prove that dads really are vital to leading children to Christ. Mm-hmm. So crazy tangent. Okay. When I give statistics like that, 
Do you enjoy those or is that boring? Because there's a certain audience that lives close to the same house and bedrooms in my house that say that it's boring and that they don't enjoy the statistics. I love statistics, by the way. I think it depends. Like, I love statistics, you know, like in sort of this setting when we're talking about it. I think Sunday morning, um, and this is probably just me personal, just kind of how I like to, to go about it. But like, I'm just so ready to get into the word and see what it's going to say. It's like, okay, I know we're in Acts. I know we're like, and you even sent me your notes early on. And so I kind of have an idea, but I'll sit there. I'm like, all right, let's get into it. Let's see what. Uh, I, I think my children and my wife really want to get into the word too, but I think they just don't like statistics. I think it's boring to them. No. So I, maybe I, I need to change my approach. I think it's great as, you know, that <laughs> supplemental information. I think even the way you used it Sunday morning was, you know, just saying how important yeah. a father is to yeah. a household, especially in terms of the spiritual life of the family um, and their relationship with Jesus because, you know, of the example the father can yeah. provide. And, and like it's, it was all summed up. I mean, your statistics are what led me to write down your quote right there. Is right. Your example is either going to lead to or away from right. Jesus. Right. Uh, because it is, it is, it is important um, for dads. And this is something that has so threatened Caleb in our society and our culture today is that we, um, uh, we, we do, we, we take our kids and we drop them off at school. And it's like, hey, teacher, teach my kids English, science. Mm-hmm math, what geography, what, whatever that is. And so uh, we feel like that we can do that same thing and we can drop our kids off in the children's area or in our student ministry. And it's like, hey, uh, like I need you to teach my kids how to be godly. But, but if, you're a, if you're a dad and reading is not important to you, reading history or reading any, you know, it's not important to you, your kids are it's going to be harder for your kids to become readers. Right. Uh, and so if you love science, your kids are probably going to have a love of science or, or care more about it mm-hmm. or English or working on cars or farming or whatever that is. Whatever you show important, your kids are going to mimic that to, to a degree. They'll, they'll kind of begin to develop and come into their own. But, but it's just like following Christ if we don't model that, and if we're not passionate about that, it, it's, a, it's a greater challenge for our kids to grow up and do that. And so you can't just drop your kids off at church and hope that that happens. Well, I think of, you know, a little, another little tangent here is, you know, the example, like you're so passionate about sharing the gospel. And look at your, your two oldest daughters right now and what their passion is are missions because they know that sharing the gospel yeah. was so important. They saw it growing up. Yeah. I mean, the, the impact that fathers can have on their household just yeah. because of what their passions are, what they view as important. Yeah. It, it's obvious. And so I, I sometimes think that we overlook the importance of the example mm-hmm. that we set. And so again, you know, if uh, there's, there's the, there's the, well, it's all bad, but you know, if you're an alcoholic, some kids either become alcoholics or they're so against you know, it's like, man, such a bad, but, but it was impressionable mm-hmm. on them, good or, good or bad, it's all bad. But it's like, you know, or drugs or what, whatever it, that right. is. And it's just like, man, dads are so impressionable. And I guess what's even more heartbreaking is that it's so normal today in our culture to dads not be present. And I really believe, I really do believe that this is a true 
um, systematic spiritual warfare attack on the family, that if dads become irrelevant, that the the negative impact that it has on the kids when they become adults. Yeah, it's so vital for dads to be to be involved. And I think the the scary part is, you know, all of our dads, no matter how great or bad, are human. Like sin right. is still present in right. our life, and so like none of our dads are going to be perfect, uh, whether you, you know them or you don't know them. But I think what is amazing is that we get to call God our heavenly Father, and I think that it's right. that phrasing was not chosen right. just out of nowhere. Like right. He really is our heavenly Father, and talk about you know the perfect father figure, and, and right. And I love how um, we actually get to, you know, we're adopted into the family because of Jesus. And all the, all the terminology that is used there is, is so vital because we are. We're children. We're right. adopted into the family. We get to follow the example well, when, of our Heavenly Father. When Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray, right. our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's something special about the Father. And He is the perfect Father. And, and so my first segue really Sunday when I was preaching is that, is that Jesus leads us to God. Like he is the way. Mm-hmm. And Jesus models that as he's discipling his disciples, as he's teaching them. But, but Jesus is the way and he's the way to Christ. He's the way to God. And so fathers need to model that. Right. That was another thing I, I wrote down was uh, you said fathers have to follow the perfect example in order to be the example. Right. Fathers have to follow Jesus in right. order to be the example to their families. Right. And so when, when we follow anything else other than Jesus, we're going to fall short. Mm-hmm. And so when, when we follow our job, when we follow the money, when we follow sports, when we follow the news, when we follow any of these things, and we invest that into our kids, we're going to fall short. But man, when you follow Jesus and you invest that into your kids, Jesus is the way. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him. Right. And so Jesus is the way. And I think you didn't necessarily talk about this on Sunday, but one of the really tough things in just Western culture today is, you know, well, I'll lead my family to come to church on Sunday and we'll watch this on Wednesday night together, right. which is great. But the, the thing that we don't talk enough about is like your family needs to see you leading them towards Christ when you're going to work. Right. They need to see you, you know, witnessing to your coworkers. They need to see right. how you interact right. with people every day. They need to see you. Uh, they need, I mean, they need to see Jesus in what you're doing. But like I think of, you know, when somebody cuts you off on the road or traffic's right. bad or like it, that's when families are really looking. And I remember <laughs> as a kid, um, my dad would, would use a phrase and he, he it was always funny cause, uh, he'd be like, you know, good driving rascal. And he'd be like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, <laughs> but it's like, ah, oh, somebody cut him off. But like, that's something that's ingrained in me. Right. Um, just because like, I remember watching everything right. that was going on. And so it's like we were saying in the beginning, there's no fence. It's, Either you're leading to Jesus in everything, or right. at times you're leading away from right. him. I, I don't know why I remember these goofy little things, but we had a barn, and, um, and me and my dad would, would walk to the barn. And I can remember <laughs> my feet 
trying to mimic his feet. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to walk in step with him. And, and I can remember my dad having conversations about the Lord. Talk, like those are, those are just topics. That w- it wasn't like this intentional, all right, let's sit down and let's study the Bible. Right. And, and I can even remember us doing some of that. And it was like, I don't know how effective that was. At, it, it was more effective to just drive down the road, to walk to the barn, to just have those conversations. And it's what it says in Deuteronomy. Like there's so much stuff I wanted to bring into this message uh, that, I, that I just didn't, like time just wouldn't allow. But, but you know, in Deuteronomy 3, the, called the Shema, but it's like, you know, when you go out, when you, you know, have it written on your doorpost and have it written on your fence and, and have it written everywhere. And so you just have the scripture. And as you go about, as you're walking, as you're, as you're going through life, talk about the scripture. And you're going to talk about what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And, and so, dads, it's so important for Scripture, for following Christ, to be important to you. And so, as, as it's important to you, you just begin to talk about it. And so, missions has been important to me. Uh, taking the gospel not only into our Jerusalem, but into the world has been important to me. So, my kids, it's important to them. Mm-hmm. Plus, we like to travel. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's there's so many so many different ways we can take this, but I think one of the most important things that you brought up on Sunday was, you know, the the example that you lead here um, is so vitally important because, in the grand scheme of things, it's the importance of eternity versus the importance of our lives here on Earth, short term versus long term, right? And so w- when you're thinking about it, like you know, right now in, in this time, even if you live to be, you know, 100 years old, that seems like such a long, yeah. long time. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's, it's a snap of the finger. It's right. what, what you do here on earth compared to what eternity is going to be right. doesn't compare. Right. And so the example you lead should be always focused on that eternity. Uh, and, and this is just part of our human nature. And this is what we as, not only as dads, but as humans, but, but especially as dads, we have to fight against the short-term goals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, I don't want people to think that sports is bad. Sports is great. You develop a lot. You, like you learn how to have competition, healthy competition. Uh, you, you learn how to have drive and ambition. And there's lots of good things uh, to learn in, in the sports world. And, I, and I'm a sports fan and love it. But it's like, but that's not the most important thing. Right. And so we as, as dads have got to focus on the long term, on the eternal goals. And what has God created us for? And what's the purpose and the plan for our life? And sometimes we just get caught up in the here and now. And it's like, but sometimes we need to have messages like this just to go, oh, you know what? Man, I need, I need to have a long-term focus. Mm-hmm. I, can, I think of, you know, Jesus walking with the disciples. And I can just imagine, like we get pictures of it all the time where he'd be like, you know, you're focused on this, but let's focus on the father above. Right. And, but can you just imagine, you know, especially with, like, we, we've talked before about like, these were real guys. They were fishermen. Right. They, were, they were stuff. And, Rough. And I can imagine like, you know, they're out fishing and a net breaks and they're mad and, and whatever. And Jesus right. is like, okay, but guys think about eternity. And in a small way, you know, what I've been thinking over and over again is, you know, we're supposed to love our families as Jesus loves the church. We're supposed to lead our families as Jesus leads the church. Um, and it's just going back to the way. And then, you know, the 
the second half of your sermon on Sunday were just all of the ways of right. Jesus. Right. Um, it was a list. It was 12. It was a lot. It was long. <laughs> right. And not all of them are like, you know, these, these things we think of as good. You know, you talked about truth and life and joy and peace and unity and all that stuff. It's like, yay. But then it's service and suffering and, and right. you know, forgiveness. All these things are like, hold, hold <laughs> up a second. Like, are, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah that, yeah, that list was obviously not exhaustive, uh, but it was long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think those are things that we don't often think about as dads. Right. Like this is, this is what I'm, this is what Jesus modeled to me. And so this is what I need to model to my family. And so those are, these are all modeling things, but it says that, you know, Jesus is the way. Well, then what was the way of Jesus? And whatever the way of Jesus was, as we are people of the way, Christians, these are the things that we need to be doing. And so sometimes when we talk about suffering and service, you know, how many, how many times do dads have those conversations? You know, or when we go through sufferings, because all dads at some point go through some type of a suffering, whether it's job or loss of a loved one or what, whatever that is, or personal attacks or whatever. You know, a lot of times as dads, man, we just want to man up and like, I'm not going to let anybody see this. I'm not going right. to. Yeah, for but, sure. But we're modeling to our kids how to get through it. And so, you know, we have to be careful in the conversations that we have with young minds about suffering. But it's like, but suffering is real. And Jesus suffered. And how did he get through it? He says, yeah, forgive them. To it? And so I think, I think those are all things that we need to model to him. But, but the last one, you know, uh, Jesus says that he is the way to glory. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like we don't ever talk about the word glory. We don't talk about glorification of God and how do we bring him glory. And he is the image of glory. And so it's just one of those things I don't think we often talk about as dads, but I think it's important to remind dads that, hey, these are the the things we need to be focused on. You say that and then I think back to, listen, for all you out there, I wasn't raised in a a normal sort of fashion. (laughs) My dad would talk about glory and he's like, you know what it means? Because, I mean, just his expansive knowledge is insane anyway, but... um, He's just like, it's the weightiness, it's the worth, uh, you know, you know, worthy there and glory. And it's like, just imagine, you know, you know, gold, the more you have, the more weight it has is, you know, how expensive and how much it's worth there. And so he's talking about the glory of God. It's like, just imagine that, that weightiness. And what you're trying to do when you're bringing glory to God is just point out he is worth so much. And I think that, you know, when you talk about the example and the way is like, we have to understand that following Jesus is worth more than anything the world is ever going to give us. Right. And if that's the example that uh, as a father you can give to your family, and that's something that they can take and then and go on. I mean, that's the example Jesus gave to the church. Is like, the glory of the Father is worth more than even my life here on earth. Right. And that's why he died to, to pay for our sins. Well, I, and I use that verse, Second Thessalonians uh, 1.10, but man, it's, so, it's such a if nothing else, if dads could live by this, man, it's so powerful. In that day when he, Jesus, comes to be glorified, and who's going to glorify him? The saints. And to be admired by all those who believed, comma, because our testimony among the people was believed, among our children, it says among you, mm-hmm. was believed. And it's just like, man, 
the way that we glorify God today, the testimony that we give to our kids today, man, that's bringing glory. And when he comes, they're going to know how to glorify him. Man, I'm telling you, it brings a weightiness to us as dads, Absolutely. as the pastors, as the <laughs> co-workers, as the, the guy standing at the convenience store. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, uh, these people around me are looking at my testimony. But, but our kids really do. Like when I was walking with my dad, you know, I've seen Eli do that with me. And it's like, man, what we do, how we respond to people who cut us off in traffic. <laughs> how, how we respond when we, you know, we're talking about sitting on the beach. Right. You know, like what's, what, what are our eyes gazing on? What are we thinking about? Our children are watching us do that. I definitely inherited my, my dad's uh, lack of love of the beach. Um, he can't stand sand because you, you never get rid of it. It's not fun to, to necessarily be in. But then when you leave, it's coming with you. And I'm the exact same way. Yeah, we went to the beach when I was about eight years old for the first time. And um, I got sand in areas that I didn't want to get sand in. And, um, and then my mom had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we're in a massive series that, you know, everything's better together, like mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly. What's not better together with that is sand. And when it was like, Mom, I don't like crunchy peanut butter. She's like, oh, it's not. But it's like it's crunchy because there was sand in it. But, uh, but I have learned, uh, like this is a father and a husband deal. I've learned to love the beach because my wife loves the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I love it, but I've learned to love it. Kind of like Brussels sprouts and kale, those kind of things. You learn. You just learn. Mm-hmm. So, or you tolerate, maybe tolerate's a better <laughs> word, but anyway, we digress. Yeah. But it's like when we're sitting around, the conversations that we're having, what naturally comes out of you? Mm-hmm. Is it naturally anger? Is it naturally, you know, bitterness? Are you, you know, are you pessimistic and those things come out? Are you talking about sports? Are you talking about work? Like what comes out of you, whatever you put in is going to come out. Whatever you're passionate about, whatever you love will come out and your kids will develop that. We were talking about this in the the leadership class you've been teaching through Acts. But, you know, the first one you talk about, Jesus is the way to truth. And I think right now, especially in just the climate our culture is in, especially in where our country's at right now, like the conversations do need to be had with our families of like what is going on in the world Um you know, these things are real. Sin is real in the world. Racism is real in the world. Like, these things are happening. But our response to it has to come from the truth. Right. Our response to it has to come from, you know, the Bible. And then that's how we can, you know, create our response to everything. It needs to come from that foundation of truth. And I think right now it's vitally important for the fathers of the world right now to lead their families and say, yeah. I know you're on social media. I know you're seeing all these different things. Let's dig in. Let's talk about it and figure out what the truth is and then go from there. And I don't want to overlook this. There's, there's many of you that are watching or listening uh, and dad's not involved. Uh, maybe it was divorce mm-hmm. or death or, or whatever. But, uh, but moms, you are vitally important. Yeah. Uh, and, and so our kids are always looking to role models, whether it's a pastor or a teacher uh, or, you know, uh, wh- whoever, 
but dads, I, I really do believe as we look at Scripture, especially Ephesians 5, uh, and it talks about how husbands are to love their wives and wives follow the example of the husband and those two together follow the example and lead our children to Christ. But what happens when that breaks down? And, and so there's got to be somebody there to fill those voids. And so if, uh, if you're leading your family and the husband, the dad's not involved, uh, make sure that they're around some other men, some Christian men. Uh, but moms, make sure that your kids see you reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Make sure that your kid, you're having those conversations. You're, you're now the leader of the family if the dad's not present. And so the kids are following you, mom, as that example. And so, so you become that example and you become that leader and God will, God will bless your family as a result of that. Absolutely. I mean, these are like, if we could dig into those 12 things, then we could be, we could be here. If we, had, if we had eight hours on right. our hand to, right. to record this, and if you guys would sit and watch it for eight hours, we could absolutely. I would talk about it because it's also, it's also <laughs> good. So, Caleb, you want to close us in a word of prayer today? Yeah, I will. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you so much that we can call you that. We can call you our Father. I thank you that it doesn't matter if we had a great dad or a bad dad, a dad that was there, a dad that wasn't, that you came in and adopted us through your son Jesus and his death on the cross of of him paying for our sins. And you said, come here, I'm going to call you my children. I'm going to bring you into my family and I'm going to love you and I'm going to lead you as your perfect father. God, I just pray for uh, the fathers everywhere right now. Um, not that this time is more important to lead than any other time, but it, it is really important right now that fathers are a, a godly example to their families. I pray that you would just encourage uh, the fathers because it is tough, especially um, with social media, especially just with the, the rampant sin in the world right now. It's tough to lead uh, your family towards something that looks radically different than what the world is offering. God, I just pray for for strength for the fathers. I pray for wisdom. God, I pray for uh, the wives and mothers that they're there supporting the father, that their role is not something that's to be overlooked, but is also vitally important because they're also the example of following that leadership. They're an example of how we as Christians are following Jesus as, you know, the father and head of the church right now. And God, I, I pray for the children and the other family members that they realize that that example is one to follow and that they are, they are eager to, to come and be part of the way, as you called uh, the Christians in the early church, as, as the way to Jesus, the way to eternal life. And as we're, we're sitting here and we're struggling in our world today, God, just remind us that this is but a brief, brief time here, that our hope is in eternity with you. So give us the strength to just boldly proclaim the truth of you right now to a world that desperately needs it. And know that whatever retaliation and backlash we get, even if it is the worst thing we can possibly imagine now, it's just, it's just a moment in time compared to the, the glory of being with you forever. God, I pray that if there are those right now who are listening to this, those who, who maybe came to church this past Sunday, that don't have that relationship with you, who can't call you their father, who, who don't know that there is hope for eternity with you. God, I pray that you just work on their hearts right now. 
I pray that they would cry out to you for repentance, knowing that you promise us that those who cry out and say, Father, please forgive me of my sins, that you promise that you will do that. You promise that you're going to bring them into your family and that you're going to love them forever. God, help us all just to be that example, whether we're fathers or not, whether we're mothers or not, that, God, you call us to be examples of you to a world who doesn't know you. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you.